Hey there, welcome back to Good Words. I'm Ross, and today I'm with Eric once again talking about Christmas. Eric brings up a good point in this episode about as far as Christians are concerned, what kind of a role should Santa play in our households? What are we teaching our children? How can we use this story? Should we use this story? What's the background? We go into a little bit of everything. So thank you for being here. I hope this is uplifting and encouraging and gives you some tools to approach the Christmas season with your children in a way that's constructive and Christian. Without further ado, here's Eric. Isaiah 42, verses 5 and 6. Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord, who have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations. Verse 7, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon and from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Verse 8 says, I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Well, good afternoon. We are back for another episode of good words. Uh, I'm Eric. I'm Ross. Thanks for coming back. Today, uh, this is Eric brought this topic up as we approach the holiday seasons. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear what he has to say. So lead us into what it is you want to touch on. Yeah, so uh, it's beginning to look slightly like Christmas. Uh, not literally everywhere we go, though. Um, <laughs> That was that was a terrible joke. Sorry. It was a good try. Um, some things just we got we understood what you were trying to do. Yeah, uh, you know, as you approach this season, uh, literally every year, I get asked the same questions regarding the same topic about the jolly old Saint Nick. Um. And, you know, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, all all those things are, well, they're just things that, that people do that could be okay, but maybe aren't okay. Uh, And so I thought it would be uh, a good idea to maybe just shed some biblical light and some maybe some understanding of why it is good or why it isn't necessarily good to share in everything Christmas. Um, You're beating around the bush a little bit. Yeah, so this is one of those topics, man, that you just you want to appre- uh, you want to approach with grace uh, because, man, y- you say the wrong things and it can really 
uh, I could write my own ticket out of this job yeah, in some yeah. ways. Um, yeah. And so you don't you don't want to make people um, mad. You don't want to turn them away from from the church because of what you believe. But at the same time, you want to point them to truth. Um, and so what I thought is just uh, I, I want to talk about maybe um, where my own position on this, talk about your thoughts uh, about where you see um, where you see things uh, around Christmas revolving around Santa or Easter with the Easter Bunny and stuff like that, um, and and then maybe just look at some things that God says that might benefit us in making our decisions uh, towards these things at yeah. around Christmas time. And what what you're kind of touching on is. One a major factor uh, that every society and all times have to consider is uh, its own culture and what is a staple of the culture around them, society. And Christmas uh, in American culture is is I think indisputably probably the biggest holiday in terms of economics for businesses um in terms of families getting together christmas is kind of the the biggest priority it, to the degree that even in public schools we we give people like more than a week off you know it, they get 2 3 weeks off around christmas because uh it's kind of understood that people will be traveling, people will be spending time with family, and there's this inherently, uh, this is there's an in, baked into the uh, to Christmas and everything that we do in America for Christmas and the West really in general uh, revolves around family and getting together and all that's very good. Um, I think what we're going to touch on today is at what point is something fine and at what point is something becoming distracting. Yeah. Uh, because the Christian faith actually has a lot to say about Christmas. Uh, and in fact, the Christian understanding of Christmas, insofar as it's a very important moment in the year, is what undergirds the American, the cultural awareness of Christmas, though some people can get kind of carried away. And in fact, it can become... Uh, Distracting is one word, uh, but uh, straight up off the reservation, entering inappropriate in a lot of places, it's easy to go down that road. And I think what we kind of want to aim at for this episode is uh, how can we be sympathetic to cultural tradition while also maintaining like integrity with regard to what it is Christians actually believe about Christmas? Yeah, so uh, just a, a little bit about my own upbringing is, you know, obviously I was raised in a Christian home, um, but in my in my house and in in my parents' house, currently at Christmas time, you will find lots of Santa Claus emblems and lots of things revolving around Santa Claus. Um, Santa was a huge thing in my house uh, growing up as a kid. Uh, and honestly, uh, I, n- I never really thought about it um, being 
good or or bad either one it was just man this is this is the time of year to talk about santa this is man it's christmas and santa is coming right yeah. this, that's that's how i was that's how i was brought up and so um you know i, I want everyone that that's listening uh, especially from from our church um, to know that I'm coming at this not from a place where I've always been anti-Santa, um, because it, it is a part of who I was growing up, and and it was f- it was fun. Um, what about you? Were similar? yeah, I had I had typical Christmas. I think when I was much younger, my Christmas looked. In the activity as far as, like, going to see family, having dinners together, leaving cookies out for Santa, opening gifts on Sunday, that all looked the same. But when I was younger, we didn't, like, uh, I I grew up with a single mom, so I actually remember one Christmas uh, where a few of our gifts were wrapped in trash bags. Like, we didn't get, it wasn't, I got hand-me-downs for Christmas and stuff like that. So, in some ways... uh, you know, I did get stuff I asked for and I did get trinkets and things like that. And, uh, but I think I was afforded through actually the lack of monetary security in my household from the idea that Christmas, I get whatever I want. Sure. And I think, uh, I think where there's a couple things that I think we'll hit on, but one of them is the Christian idea is, uh, around Christmas uh, is the idea that the Son of God was born and the story that that's where it begins with, with Jesus is this, this story. And the implications of Christmas uh, in what it kind of is now with this, it, the emphasis on receiving gifts is a little bit backwards. So Christians are about giving and about even gift giving and i mean the word grace in the new testament is the word is the greek word for gift yeah and um receiving a gift is not a bad thing uh in fact it can be a wonderful thing but what's re- what's required in the exchange is you are also giving of yourself you're yep. it's a great uh, moment kind of a you can see it you know in the in the ancient jewish world they had festivals they had celebrations it's it's kind of our christian form of a festival and celebration there are things that are just always inherently supposed to be a part of either the feast or the practices that are associated with the feast and with christmas for christians gifts aren't not a part of that there were gifts given to jesus uh by the you know the magi that came from the east but the idea is the gift being bestowed in the frankincense and myrrh and in in those things is a response to the gift of God giving his chosen one to the world. Yeah. So it's this idea of reciprocated gift giving. But in America, we kind of spoil our children with the idea that Christmas is for them to get gifts. And we don't also emphasize to a greater degree the idea that we should be teaching our children to also be gift givers and uh, they can totally love and enjoy the gifts that they get. But 
we need to be making sure that they understand that being a Christian, especially in this season of Christmas, uh, I want everyone to be aware that we're gift givers primarily because that's who our God is. Yeah. And uh, part of being a gift giver is receiving gifts, you know. And uh, so I think, I think one of the distractions can be just the, from a parenting point of view, the neglect of teaching children the importance of gift giving uh, at the, uh, and overemphasizing the importance of their gift receiving. Yeah. Is one of the ways I think we can be distracted. I'll share you a little backstory of, of kind of where everything changed for me from a um, from a perspective of is Santa okay to a perspective of mm, maybe not. Yeah. And and, yeah. and so what happened was um, when when my daughter was I think she was she was three or four years old. We were on our way to some friend's house in uh, eastern Kentucky. Um, we had stopped at a Wendy's to have lunch on the way. And we had stopped in a place really close to uh, Santa Claus, Indiana. Um, and so my daughter saw, you know, the signs for, for this area of Indiana. She saw the Santa signs. And while we were at lunch, um, she just brings up the question out of the blue. It wasn't out of the blue, but to us it was out of the blue because we weren't thinking about it. Uh, is Santa real, Dad? To which I immediately look over at my wife, and, and we had celebrated Santa in our house with our daughter, who's four. And every year we were sort of like convicted about, uh, should we tell her, should we not tell her? You know, like, uh, how do we bring this news? And I remember I looked at my wife when Clara asked this question because I didn't want to be the one that, that broke the news. And, and I remember Heidi just starts laughing. And when she started laughing, Clara immediately starts crying because it was like the world had just collapsed in front of her face because she knew now that the Santa Claus that she was so excited about was maybe not the not the real person that you know we had led her to believe um and i remember thinking just seeing seeing how heartbroken she was uh and just thinking man we really could have protected her from this um and so, you know, that that led me down a path as to how how we were going to explain to her things about about Santa that while they can be fun, aren't necessarily true. Um, fast forward a couple of years later and Clara, I think she was probably seven or eight at this time. And and, you know, we hadn't we hadn't celebrated Santa at all like we had when she was younger and she she asked this question she said dad santa claus wasn't real 
and you and mom had made me believe that she was that that he was and um but but i found out that he wasn't you tell me that jesus is real and i can't see him and i can't like all of it's like santa to me how can i know that he's real if santa's not real and that was like a bomb that went off in my in my heart towards this whole thing because here i had now an 8-year-old girl who had already been hurt because of something that we had brought into her life um that there was no ill motives for having santa in our house it was just that's the way it was man and that 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 was fun and now she's older she knows that santa isn't real but i'm still telling her about this jesus and i'm still sharing stories with her and now we're celebrating him at christmas more than than ever before now with santa how how hard that must have been for an 8 year old in, in their brain to say how can i how can i believe in this mm-hmm. person that i can't see yeah we have a cultural green light for parents to lie to their kids and that sounds harsh yeah i mean it sounds very judgmental because so many people feel perfectly fine with the santa uh myth yeah. To, and I I mean that respectfully. I mean like the Santa legend of Santa. Yeah. We just feel totally free to a lot, te- literally teach our kids. It's not something they think of. We teach them yeah. to believe the story. And this is going to sound very – it should sound very wrong when I detail it like this if you're a Christian. The story is there's a man who counts your records of right and wrong. And if you're good more than you're bad, you will get good things. But if you're bad more than you're good, you will get coal. You will get nothing. And this man visits you. Uh, he keeps he keeps this list of your deeds. And he's counting them against you. And it's up to you to to be a good little boy or a good little girl. If you receive nothing or a lump of coal, you are a more bad kid than the kid that gets all kinds of things. And this is not the gospel. This is a different, this is a different fundamental teaching from the Christian story. And you may not think it's that big of a deal, but it's a little hypocritical to say that because of all that we know that children absorb and internalize and then structure their lives as they grow older around these stories they've been told and things that they know. Um, the other thing that that is, I think, should be addressed is the Saint Nick is an actual was an actual person, and he became famous as a legend because he was famous for giving gifts to orphaned children, which is 
objectively a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it was the have-nots receiving from one of God's people. And um, we then create, and I don't actually know the origin of this, but then we create this idea that he lives in the North Pole and he rides a sleigh. I'm not sure when that developed, but uh, he comes down and he distributes gifts. Um, I think the biggest problem is what you just said, though. I, As a new father... Uh, I will not willfully lie to my daughter about Santa Claus. That's not to say we won't talk about Santa Claus or that, you know, he won't be, we won't watch, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or anything like that. But I am going to, I am going to make it so that she knows Santa Claus, not so much as a God figure, which is what he is in the story. He's a God figure. He's the authority holder over right and wrong. He's the judge of you. He's not that, but instead he's an example of a Christian who found pleasure in gift giving. And how lucky are you to be, you know, one of these kids whose parents get to share in that legacy of giving gifts to you for the purpose of teaching you how to be a good gift giver. Because uh, there's a way you can use Santa Claus in, in the Christian story. I mean, he is a Christian himself in real life, St. Nicholas. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't think he has to be exiled from our from our Christian traditions. But I do think that there's something... I mean, it sounds like you've you've had to you and Heidi have internalized you know this uh, moment with Clara, and you've really had to think through that. Uh, and I want to learn from you and and try to avoid that. Yeah. So uh, again, we're approaching this episode recognizing fully how many people would completely disagree with everything that. I'm going to say that some of what Ross might say, um, we are in no way condemning anyone for celebrating Santa Claus. And I have I have plenty of, of of faithful brothers and sisters in Christ who who do the Santa Claus thing and feel no no conviction of it. I, I I'm not trying to make that the conviction. I'm only trying to point you to some realities that I think should be considered during during this season. Um you know, um, it's it's probably the biggest things that I hear uh, when people talk to me about you know their their understanding of of why Santa Claus is okay. The the biggest reasons are always well, number one, um, it's fun. It, you know, we we just have fun with it, and and, and I I'm fine with that. We, you can literally have fun at Christmas time watching movies about Santa Claus or reading. Um, you know, the night before Christmas or, you know, whatever. Um, those things can be fun. And and even in our house, we still watch Tim Allen's Santa Claus series on right. the TV because it's it's funny. It's a good yeah. show. Um, the danger, there's a couple of dangers that I, that I see from it. Um, number one, regardless of how much you admit... I think that 
the reality of, of what we do with Santa Claus completely over outweighs how much we point our kids to Christ at Christmas. Um, Santa Claus trumps at Christmas time. He, he does. Uh, doesn't, maybe not for everyone, but for the vast majority of people, Santa Claus trumps. Uh, we give Jesus certainly his, his dues at, at certain points. But for the most part, our children are focused far more on Santa than they are on Christ. So that, yeah. that would be the first danger that I see. The second danger is, and, and it's like you said, um, while it, it's hard to say this without hurting, uh, <laughs> but the reality is we, we are in fact not telling our children the truth when yeah. we tell them that Santa Claus brought these gifts. Yeah. Um, and so, it, you know, I had a I had a very dear friend of mine. One year I was talking to him about the same subject, and he said, he said, you know, one of the things that reasons we don't uh, celebrate Santa Claus in our house is because I want my kids to be fully aware that their mom and dad love them dearly and work extremely hard for them to have these gifts at Christmas time. And he said, and I'm not, I don't want to give a, a made up mm -hmm. person right. the, the reality of, I'm not letting yeah. someone else have that glory in a way. And so what, when he said that, it was like, again, it was like lightning dawning in my head. God does not want his glory given to something lesser than him. And the whole purpose of Christmas for the Christian, especially, is we are, we are celebrating the greatest single moment, apart from the resurrection, of, of history in that God came down from heaven to be with us and to be one of us, to live a life that we couldn't live so that we could have everlasting life. And for us to take away that and give it to ho, ho, ho is exactly what God says, I don't want you to do. Yeah. And, and so, so those are the, those would be two of the biggest problems that I have. The other one that I hear a lot uh, from, from people that I talk to is, well, it's, it's good it's good to have Santa Claus because we want our kids to have, to believe in, in the magic of Christmas. And I've yet to hear a really good explanation of what the magic of Christmas really means. What does that mean when we say we want our kids to have the magic of Christmas? Yeah. Maybe you've heard that? Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. So, so, I, so what is the, what would I, you think would be I the, think what most people mean by that is the uh, enchantment of it the, the, with everything, the trees, the snow, the lights, the reindeer, the Rudolph, yeah. the sleigh, the Santa, his uh, uh, Mrs. Claus, uh, this cheerfulness. I think it's the whole thing. Uh, 
I just cannot. I, I and to that I, I love Christmas time. I love the lights. Yeah. The trees, the snow. Uh, it really is the greatest time of year. Yeah, it's it's nice, and associated with it, is all this family time and this general sense of of uh, joy together. You know this, and Santa just becomes. Uh, the easiest way to sort of wrap everything in this sort of bigger than us moment. And I think it's our conviction that Jesus's story of being born and the whole world coming to reckon with the fact in his resurrection that he has just overthrown the spiritual powers. He's been crowned above all of the gods and this story is our moment to reflect on when the Son of Man was born in history and all of the implications that that has for the world now. If, we're, if you're just honest, I think if you kind of hit on this, if you're just honest with yourself and you don't think, you know, Santa Claus is that big of a deal, just be honest with yourself, and it's hard to be honest with yourself sometimes, but try. Who do you mention more, Santa Claus or Jesus Christ? Just generally speaking, in the Christmas season, who do you actually talk to your children about more? I think that will be pretty revealing. Um, and I think the if it is in fact Santa who you're speaking of more, I think that's where you will have room to, you know, really just think about it and consider the fact that you might be a parent who's going to have a car ride to Eastern Kentucky and your kid's going to go, essentially, so you lied to me. And yeah. now I have to, now I, as an eight-year-old, not saying this is your situation, but in a, in a really bad situation, in a bad case situation, you may have a, a kid who's not even 10 years old who now has to decide, well, I can't really know when my parents are telling me the truth and when, I, you know, they're not. And yep, th That's exactly how it felt Yeah. for, for Heidi and I. Yeah. And, and you know, b by grace, Clara has, um, you know, fully understood uh i think you know why we can we can believe in the reality of christ and who he was there's you know uh, there's certainly overwhelming <laughs> evidence uh and and you know so she she is a, a believer in christ and um but but what's cool now is and and we don't uh, we don't ever tell other kids or you know, their parents, you know, hey, I'm going to drop this bomb on you, but uh, yeah. he ain't real. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. Um, but we have a lot more fun at Christmas time now, honestly. I mean, it, it, it doesn't – it sounds like, oh, yeah, take away Santa. You're a real fuddy-duddy, you know. Uh, way to go, Grinch. Um, <laughs> that's – it's literally – we have a blast at Christmas because we can – you know, we can watch uh, movies and talk about them. We celebrate Jesus. We love Christmas trees. We love decorating. We do lights on our house, all of these things. 
we just don't focus on on that aspect of mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. And and we're you know we we enjoy it. We look forward to it. Claire and I uh, have already started talking about how we're going to decorate outside this yeah. year. I mean, so uh, you can it, Christmas can be more fun, funner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By celebrating Christ, who is better in every way, mm-hmm. and uh, he is the reality of the good things about Santa that we love. He is the incarnate reality of that. Yeah. And, man, as much as you pour in Santa into your kids during this during this time of year— Try and find ways to incorporate Christ in his place and get your kids excited about him more than mm-hmm. who, him who's real, mm-hmm. you know, more than the, and then, and then use, you know, if, if Santa's that big of a thing for you, then, you know, you utilize ways into making, you know, Christmas fun with things yeah. like that. I think we can treat the story of Santa, the legend of Santa Claus, just like we treat any story like that we read our kids. Like uh, you, 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 you expose them to stories of fantasy and uh, it, to spark their imagination. There's great children's books, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia. I've mentioned that. I mentioned that a lot, but those are children's books, and those stories are can be a powerful tool to communicate uh, significant things and relate it to the spiritual life and life of faith that are in many ways, like that's the role of art. That's the role of storytelling. It's to, it's to hear a tale true or false. It doesn't, that's not the important thing. It's, it's the artistic telling of this story that, a parent's job is to interpret for their child and give them a way to use their own imagination to find how this makes them a, a better, you know, how can this make me a more obedient child of God? How does this make me a better gift giver? How does, So you can incorporate it just like you would incorporate any other story. Uh, but just like we wouldn't, I wouldn't try to make my daughter believe that in some house there's really is a wardrobe that you can go that you can go through yeah and because it just seems like well, that's a, why would i do that that <laughs> like, that doesn't exist and why would i make her believe yeah. that just for the sake of having her enjoy the imagination of it kids don't need that they yeah. just need the story and their minds will run wild with it they'll they'll be immersed in it and they don't need you to say hey this is actually materially reality so that later in life you can go, actually, we lied to you about that. When they didn't even need to know, they yeah. didn't even need you to tell them, this is a real thing. This is grounded in physical world. Because you think, know it's not. Think about the extravagant measures that we go to as parents to make our kids really believe that Santa came. I mean, I know, like, we would take crumbs from a cookie and scatter them on the ground. Yeah. We I mean like people will literally take 
things that look like deer poop and put them outside so the kids would believe that the reindeer i mean like we go to crazy mm-hmm. levels when in in actuality what we're doing is causing our kids to believe a lie yeah yeah and i i just i'm i'm hesitant uh to encourage that in anyone but especially in in, in believers in christ we we can't we, we can't do those things you can have fun with you can have fun with Santa if you want, but it's it's really really dangerous to full on equip your kids to believe that he's he is who you're you're telling them he is. Yeah, and I think it just goes back to kind of what what we've both said already is don't don't uh, indulge San- the story of Santa Claus at the detriment of the story of God with his people. Yeah. You can have both. There's ways to do it sophisticatedly. Uh, that's not a word, I don't think. But uh, there's ways to do it well, I think. Um, I don't even know that I know quite how to do that well right now. I don't have to worry about it right now because my daughter is six months old. But... Uh, you know, I see it, I think, as we we approach, you know, the coming years, my wife and I, we see Santa Claus as more of a, a fantastic story of a really cool thing that happened at one time. And now in we this uh, season is where we recognize the spirit of Santa Claus, the spirit of generosity, of the joy of giving gifts to people who otherwise wouldn't receive those gifts and not so much focused on, Hey, this day child is about you getting everything you've ever wanted because someone apart from you is the judger of whether or not you're good or bad. And the amount of gifts you get is directly correlated with how good or bad you were. And you can measure your goodness and badness with how many gifts your friends got and how little gifts these other friends got because then you can know you are better than them. Uh, I think we can avoid that as much as possible and get uh, our children to embrace the idea that giving is better than receiving, though there is immense joy in receiving is... A good path forward through through the Christmas time. Yeah, I think. And, and just think about the stories about Jesus, man. They're so much better. They're so much better than the stories of of Santa. Yeah. Um, I think it reflects uh, just a difficulty to in ourselves to to uh, to believe. You know, our lack of belief. It's. You know, if you're wondering what a good prayer to just recite every day, help, Lord, help my unbelief is a pretty good prayer yeah. because one of the things that I think uh, Christians would do really well right now in our world is uh, being honest about it's hard to believe sometimes. It just is. Yeah. Um, that's why the Apostle Paul, I think, says you know, blessed are those of you who have believed and have not seen, because it's inherently more difficult to believe if you haven't seen it. 
Like they got it. They understood that. And now we're separated by a lot of time between when it happened and where we are. Uh, And man, we just have to be conscious of, you know, trying to recognize that there's more to the world than just what I see. Something happened 2000 years ago with a man who was just like me, just like you, just like us, who obeyed God to the point of death and God raised him from the dead for it. And Christmas is the time that we celebrate the moment that that child came from the womb of the blessed mother, yeah. his Mary. Yeah. And, uh, the, I mean, the story is not divorced from gift giving. Like we just mentioned the, the wise men that came from the East, which is a bizarre part of the story yeah. in itself. The stars revealed themselves to these magi from the far East who came to Jerusalem and caused a big stir. And they gave these gifts to Jesus, but the gifts are in recognition of the profound gift that was this child to yep. the world from God, from God himself, Yep, God himself. And, the exchange there, the the exchange of supremely wonderful perfume and, and gold and all of that was given as, it was given as the, the greatest gift they could offer in recognition that the gift God has just given the world will never be surpassed. Yeah. And our greatest uh, hope in this life as we follow Jesus is that together in the church, we learn how to live life on that path of giving in recognition that we've been given a gift that will never be surpassed. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. The angel came to Mary and and he said, you're going to have a son and you're going to call his name Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. Amazing. Uh, And this is, this is, this is the God that we get to talk about, that we get to preach about, that we get to celebrate this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so as, as we approach the Christmas season here, uh, I, I just I, I plead with you parents to, to really just think about this, uh, chew, on, chew on some of this stuff. Uh, you know, the scriptures are, are clear on what we shouldn't do. Um, and... Um, you know, I, I just really hope that you will um, maybe try and at least consider where the focal point of this holiday season is in your household. Is it is it around Christ and and the stories that revolve around the birth of of the Son of God, or is it around? Santa Claus in a red suit and yeah. some reindeer and, you know. And where you get, where you have room to be creative f- for those of you who do have the Santa Claus story as a part of your family's tradition, I think if, if you can take away anything from this, uh, try to see how you can use that story to serve the bigger story so that uh, you're seeing ways that, Santa Claus is a gift giver, is a reflection of God who himself is the greatest gift giver. 
And on the day that you receive these gifts, you know, the day that you receive these gifts, if they're from Santa or from you, however you end up navigating that, the priority should be each year trying to get your children to see that this way of giving is how they should learn to live their lives. Yeah. And every year we get to work on doing that. And at the end of every year, we get to be on the receiving end. Yep. And, and we get to experience what it's like to be showered with gifts and how good that feels. And our response should be, how can I do that for some? How can I make someone else feel the way this made me feel today? The reality is, is that uh, at some point as parents, we have to deal with the things that we teach our kids. Uh, and so um, yeah. whether it's whether it's your this year being the year that you talk to them or them finding out in five years or 10 years or however many years, um, ultimately, we have to explain to our kids, mm-hmm. hey, you know, the reality is this. But Jesus is... Jesus is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and that can be challenging. And so, hence, that's why we had this episode. So, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, as we, as we enter into the season, uh, we just hope that you can make Jesus, the story of his coming to earth, uh, central. And it's not so much a condemnation on Santa Claus and the story outright, but we just want to for our people, uh, we want to make people conscious of making sure Santa Claus and the story of Santa Claus is serving the right purpose. Is are we using it to? Uh, are we using it in a way that shrouds the story of Jesus, or are we using it in a way that encourages our children to be like Santa Claus, who himself is like? Our God, who gives to people for the sake of giving, um, I think that's that's what that's where we should be putting our energy as we enter the Christmas season. Yep, I agree, man. Thanks for listening to Good Words. Have a good one.